Hey Curious Conneries, Dylan here. We just want to give you a heads up that the following program contains conversation relating to topics that may or may not include physical and sexual assault and self-harm and mistreatment of different cultures. We are in no way condoning these things. But given that Sean Connery has acted in films going back many years, they've tended to come up. To spin a phrase from Disney, Many of these films include negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures that were certainly wrong then and are definitely wrong now. But rather than not discuss this content, we'd like to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and create conversation for a richer future. Stay curious, folks. And now, on to our show. Tonight, our special report comes to you from the Happy Farm. Is it entertainment or therapy? I just wanted to see the ghost of Frank Sinatra. I'm recording now. Like if it was my ghost story, I would have hired somebody dresses Frank Sinatra like this and like po- like powered himself with flour so he looks like a ghost, <laughs> and he's just like walking around. He's like snapping his fingers. Hey, it's like, hey, how you doing? I'm Frank Sinatra. Oh, hey, Jelly, get me my thing. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I just want to see Frank Sinatra's you ghost. You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Frank Sinatra. <laughs> you smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> Wait a minute. You're not Frank Sinatra. Any hoosers. I'm recording now. Okay. <laughs> well, as the conversation was starting to get good, I'm like, we need to get some of this on tape. Like, on man, on I, physical I tape. Yeah, of the, of, of the, only, the only ghost of somebody I wanted to see was Frank Sinatra, dude. It's what if like, you saw the ghost of my dad? That'd be weird. Yeah. What and if he, he was didn't say anything he, about he, me? And he was dressed as Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yes. Fly me to the moon. Let me. Oh, thank you. My dad could sing. Was he? He could a sing singer? a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But but then to add context to the comedy bit, he says nothing about me. He's like, "Hey, you're Mario." And you're like, yeah, you're Dylan's dad. He's like, who? I <laughs> 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 uh, never heard of her. Uh, Mario Lima. Dylan Titus. It is good to see you again, my friend. I know for the audience, it's been a week or so, but for us, two, it's been two weeks. We oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I switched it there. Yes, for the audience, it's been a week. <laughs> for us, it's been seventeen hundred hours. Oh, thousand know. years. Let's do the clap here. Let's clap. One, two, three. Two, two, three. Three, two, three. Excellent. I'll tell you one good thing, man. About uh, this might be a thing now. I might go to Nashville every time around this time of year, from now on, because. As soon as we got back, the uh, clocks changed, so I'm technically still in Central Time. Are they only? They're only an hour off, right? They're, they're only an hour off. So yeah. we flew back, and like nothing really changed because the first couple days, I didn't think it was gonna mess with me, 
because I've I've been a couple times in different time zones, so it didn't it hasn't really affected me. But that one affected me in a weird way. So like we got in at like you know one a.m. that time, but it's two a.m. here. Mm. And then when you finally get down, I'm like I'm exhausted. And like Alicia's like, yeah, man, it's like three o'clock our time. That's why we're exhausted. I'm like, man. So I finally got adjusted. I was like, man, we're going to be like feeling rough when we go home. And we look at the calendar. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no. Daylight savings. We're going to be fine. So this might be a new tradition <laughs> just, to, <laughs> just, to, just to avoid daylight savings. So now you're national. one of the Americans that doesn't want to vote against it. Exactly. I'm for daylight savings time. Every six oh, yeah. months I'm going to Nashville. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's like a thing, right? People trying to like change daylight savings or it, like well, not have it, it was for farmers or, or something it was for, for yeah, farmers right. which and and at this point the the farming uh methods of farming are far different so mm. yeah. lights exist lights <laughs> i don't know i i'm i'm also very ill-informed but, mm. but anyways yeah man we're back it definitely here messed this me is... up yesterday sorry so oh I mean, yeah, right. It yeah, definitely yeah, messed it was... me up yesterday. I, I slept way too much. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, and I could, like adjust the clocks. It's funny because uh, so Alicia keeps a um, a big red digital clock in the corner of our room. She's done this ever since since I've started dating her. It was like always um, ten minutes ahead, ten or oh, fifteen. Oh, minutes. so she's on time. More? So she's always on time. Yeah, I, it's, it's, I, it's like, I do it's like that, that sometimes. F- it doesn't help me, though. It's it's like that Fallout Boy lyric. Uh, set my clocks early because I know I'm always late. But I didn't know that was a deal because I remember, like, I saw it one day in her place. I woke up at her place. This is before, like, she was working at a bar and I was still working at my old job. And she had left before me. And I saw her clock. I'm like, oh, man, I should fix this. Like, this clock is off. <laughs> and I fixed it. She called me. It's like, did you touch my clock? I'm like, yeah, what about it? So it's like, that's supposed to be set exactly 10 minutes ahead of time. And I'm like, what are you, Doc Brown? You're like, it's like, Marty, you know my clocks? Yes, they're set exactly 25 minutes slow. Doc, are you telling me it's 9.45? I'm late for school. But yeah, crazy. So like seeing that when we got home, it was like almost like two hours ahead. I'm like, hold on, we got to fix this clock. The clock's all fucked up now. Hmm. But a little fun tidbit about time. We're talking a lot about time today. Are we? We're going to yeah, talk I, a lot about time. I mean, I think we're going to talk a lot about the times we live in today. Yeah. And we should, I guess, I know you want to talk about it. Let's talk about it now. Speaking of time, a band we both really enjoy uh, from back in time uh, released a new song somehow. Yeah. Well, all right. All right. Well, we got to, we got to, first, we've been talking for six minutes now. We should tell the people what this is. If, if you, if, if they don't know what this is, then welcome how do we get here? to the podcast about time. The time podcast. Yeah, and it's called "It's About Time." Mm, I like that. Welcome to "It's About Time." Curious. It's about time. Time curious. <laughs> no, guys, this is Connery <coughs> curious. This is Connor. I choked him. I spit there a you little. You okay bit. there? I'm okay. Uh, but yes, this is Connery curious. The podcast where myself and Dylan Titus go through every single film in the filmography. Of Sir Sean Connery, bring and... that was a guitar chord. It was saying bring bring me more guitar chords. <laughs> bring me more guitar chords. <laughs> That's my favorite guitar chord. Is the bring chord. <laughs> the uh, bond chord. The bond chord. 
But yeah, so we're going to be doing, today we're doing Wrong is Right. Um, it's an e, major, e minor with a major nine. Is that sorry, the e, e minor, An E minor with a major seven and a nine added. So okay. That's what that is. Okay. I love that chord. Love Me that too. chord. Me too. But yes, we're doing 1982's Wrong is Right, a comedy drama starring Sean Connery. Y- Yes, yes. Yeah. Wrong is Right, released in the UK as The Man with the Deadly Lens. Oh, man. Uh, I um, In which uh, I've, I've uh, also on the subject of music, I've been humming to myself, or not humming, I put lyrics to it. If you want to get rid of your friends, the man with... Oh, wait, no, fuck, what was it? I've already messed it up. No. Okay, hold on. We'll, we'll fix it Hold on, post. here we go. I won't fix it in post. It's funnier if I leave it in. <laughs> Here we go. If you want to not look at your friends, the man with the deadly lens. Ooh. Anyway. I um, like that. But yeah, so wrong is right. We're excited to talk about this. Um, but yeah, before we get into it, should we talk about this uh, crazy cultural moment? Yeah. And it's funny because... We talk about the Beatles a lot on the show, so yeah. I feel like it's it's appropriate. It's funny because the the today's film that we're discussing is relevant to times both now and then. And at the start of this film, Connery gives us several bah and bah, bah and bah, when bah is bah. And so it, like, it's <laughs> kind of, it fits with this. Because, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the the new Beatles the the final Beatles song, now and then. Mm. Yeah, let's talk about it for a little bit, because you know uh, Connery, uh, uh, James Bond didn't like the Beatles, Hated and that the was Beatles. at the start of their career. So let's talk about the very end of the Beatles' career real quick. What do you think of it, Mario? Uh, I thought it was really cool. Uh, I actually, so my first experience w- with it was I heard it was coming out. By then, like, I forgot all about when it was coming out. It happened to be on Disney+. Plus. I think we were watching Loki. Uh, you know, finale's come up next week. We're excited for it. Um, and, yeah, they released it on the, the video on Disney+. Plus, and there is, like, a little documentary behind-the-scenes thing, too, that I haven't watched yet. I think it's on YouTube as well. Um, yeah, on YouTube as well, yeah. But I thought it was, it was interesting to put it up on, on Disney+, Plus too, which is cool. Because I think... Um, yeah, the other Beatles documentaries on there too. The um, which one was it? Get back. That one's on there too. Uh, so yeah, so I was like, oh man, and um, Britt, who you who you've met, I think yep. I, I think I, I connected you guys talking about her Beatles connection. Mm. Her like grandfather had worked with them a few times in the past. Um, so she's a huge Beatles fan. So I was like, do you want to like share this moment together and watch this new video? And we're like, yeah. Um, so yeah, put it on and, uh, it's re- really good, really good, uh, music wise, uh, classic Beatles, very emotional. Cause it's like, wow, this is like the last, the last thing we'll ever hear from this band ever. And, um, yeah, I love that the, the video is a little jarring. Yeah, for sure. It's just like you know, it's a lot of AI and like 
you know, it's, it's goofiness, very poorly done green screening, which I was kind of like, why couldn't you just get those two in a room together? Yes, the, the green screening of Paul and, and Ringo into the same awkward uh, studio shot was uncomfortable. That was more uncomfortable than the AI stuff. Um some of those uh, images with the faded borders were a little weird. Not the images themselves. It's just why do it like that. I don't know. Um, and that like awkward kind of like John dancing. I like, liked. I liked that and conducting was, the orchestra. That was nice. I liked that. And was, I, I liked was. at the first time I saw old Paul and old Ringo with young George and young John from Magical Mystery Tour. Uh, from mm. the Hello Goodbye video and from the Eye on the Walrus video. I need to rewatch it. Um, uh, I, the first shot, I'm just like, nope, nope, nope. And then it instantly, like, redeemed itself. And I forgave mm. it. And I'm like, wow, okay, these are working. These shots are all working. I think it was just the first one that didn't work for me. So, But I need to rewatch mm. it. Um, I've listened to the song about seven or eight times now, uh, and I started our Zoom call uh, by singing it. I yeah, know it was... it's true. Sorry, it's it's good. It's really good. It's it is a beautiful John Lennon tune. I need to listen to the full version because there is a part of the song that was not used. Part of John's demo that was not used. Hmm. Where where did you first listen to it? How did you first listen to it? So we're in uh, in their the Berkey's living room, and they have a very nice little uh, sound bar situation in their living room TV. Uh, so it sounded good. It sounded really good in there. Yeah. Um, pretty so you big TV to it with other people. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Lee, Alicia was there too, but she was kind of like not focusing too much into it. Me and Britt were pretty like uh, into it. I usually listen to new stuff like that by myself because I want it with headphones on and stuff like that. But I was kind of like, "Ah, oh, we're here. Let's watch it." Mm. Yeah, I I was sitting in my room with the shades drawn, and pretty much pitch black, with my nice Bose headphones on. Mm. I cried a lot, and I missed my dad because mm. he didn't get to hear this. Anyway, I will say. Of the three songs that it is a set of, because the first anthology one opens with Free as a Bird, anthology two opens with Real Love. Anthology three was supposed to open with Now and Then, but they didn't finish it. And it opens with A Beginning, which is a classical piece composed by George Martin that was supposed to open the Ringo song, Don't Pass Me By, which is, I never understood that. The two pieces are completely tonally different. Of the the three songs that it's a part a tr- that it's a trilogy of, I think it's the weakest. I think "Real Love" is the best. "Free as a Bird" is second, and "Now and Then" is third. "Real Love" is just such a such a good song. Mm. I'm really impressed with the production. Uh, I think it's funny that Paul gets the last note of the Beatles' career, but Ringo gets the last word. Mm. Uh, have you listened to it with headphones on? Like really, like sat and taken it in oh no not yet okay well you'll notice that the last note played is paul doing a run an octave like slide excuse me an octave slide 
and then you hear Ringo. If you, you turn it up, you hear Ringo in the background go, "That's a good one." <laughs> so I, I thought it was kind of interesting, and it's funny Paul getting the last note because it's unnecessary. Like the the chord strums out, the final chord strums, and then. It's like, why you didn't need to do that. Could have just ended with the chord, Paul. Yeah. I see. He's like, still, yeah, it's John wrote it, but I finished it. <laughs> <laughs> and Ringo acknowledged that it was good. Ringo patted me on the back. <laughs> I wouldn't have him in the same room as me, though. <laughs> Through his green screen, he pat you on I, the back. He, he smells. <laughs> And then you get Ringo in the room and you're like, now it's Paul that smells. Paul smells terrible. He's always farting. <laughs> I fought once in that Get Back documentary and everyone thinks I'm the smelly one. <laughs> he shits his pants. <laughs> how, right. uh, how, like, one more thing about the video. How, uh, of course, of course. How, how jarring and did you get emotional seeing George? Just old George, like nineteen ninety five George Harrison. Well, uh, watch watch the anthology documentary. All that footage is there. Yeah, because that's what they were doing that for. So I've seen a lot of that footage. It's very comforting seeing long hair George with that little bun at the top of his head. Oh yeah, very content with life. And there's footage in anthology of him. I think it's, I think he's like. He's walking into the studio and he like shows that he's like sneaking alcohol in. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, George. Uh, I'm yeah. probably wrong about that, but uh, yeah, I have I have a I have the Beatles anthology. I'll, I'll let you borrow it. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually watching the video uh, a little bit on mute, just kind of like looking at the footage and that. Just really, cause it's really cool to see them. Mm. And then seeing the young Beatles too with them, it's just like yeah, it's it's crazy. It's just like techno, like you know, it's like one of those things where it's like now is a good time to put this out, I guess, because we have the technology to do like this mm. kind of crazy stuff. Well, have you heard the original demo? No, it's it's I mean, I mean it's amazing because it's John Lennon, but it sounds really bad. There is a a hum on the low frequency that is overbearing like it really taints the whole recording so that's what was really keeping them from working yeah what was that it and like, george apparently didn't really like it yeah was he like on the piano and they were trying to isolate the piano or something like that because he was i'm pretty sure paul just played the piano on it as well mm. you know what i mean because you wouldn't you wouldn't really want to use if you can, you want to isolate his vocals. You know what I mean. Now that you have the technology to do that, you you isolate the vocals. Whereas in "Free as a Bird" and "Real Love," they didn't have a, it. It was just the vocals and the piano. You didn't really have a choice. You know. Yeah. But I this the I listened to the demo of "Now and Then," and it's hard to listen to because of that frequency that just persists through. It's really, really kind of ruins the demo, and it made that made it pretty unusable until. Peter Jackson's technology mm. there. Not his, but you know what I'm saying, his teams. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it is his. I need to do my research on that. But Yeah. yeah man. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. A great moment it, for uh Beatles fans I in general. Know it's true. It's all because of you. Hell yeah, man. 
And if I make it through, it's all because of you. Sorry. Yeah, great, great track, brother. Great track. Love it. All right, now let's move on to the film that we're covering today right. as you flex your muscles. 20, for me. 21 minutes in. Yeah. It's time for Connery Curious. Connery folks. Curious. This is our, our spiting of him uh, in Goldfinger. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so how dare you listen to the Beatles without your mouth. Uh, so, yeah, we're covering Wrong is Right from 1982, the comedy drama. Uh, we'll look at the uh, tomato meter here real quick before we start Cheered getting up. into all that fun stuff. Directed by Richard Brooks. Richard Brooks. Uh, tomato meter, man. Tomato meter gave it a 27% and an audience score of 39%. The big question is, Dylan, do you agree with that score? No. It's Instead, not that bad. It's 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 fun. This, yeah. this movie got me through my flight. It made me want to take another this flight. this movie. Yeah, this was probably the most uh, fun Connery. I'm talking like this now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was so much fun. It was a fun movie uh, to the point where, like, yeah, I almost, I like, like I said, I watched the first half uh, on the, my first flight at an hour left. And I got another flight that was, like, two hours long. And I finished the hour, and I was going to move on to a podcast. But I was like... I almost want to rewatch the movie right away because I was like, this was, this was fun. I'm going to rewatch this. Oh, yeah, Spoilers. absolutely. Yeah. Spoilers for the ending. I'm going to rewatch absolutely. this. Absolutely. I kind of wish we watched this one together. <laughs> Me too. I think we would have enjoyed this one together. It was a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of fun here. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun watching this movie. Uh, spoilers, I just finished it uh, about half an hour ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> well, no, at this point, an hour ago. So, yeah, so I, I had some time to like uh, marinate a bit here. Well, uh, I watched the first half of it last night, and I watched the second half tonight. So, yeah, because, uh, uh, but it didn't, it didn't affect my enjoyment of the film. Mm. Understandable. Understandable. So um, what do we got? For, oh, uh, do you want me to, to take over here? It's uh, been so, a while since we've done a Connery Curious, yeah, man. I feel like I've I don't know how to do it. Help, help me! Uh, uh, IMDb gives it a five point seven. Do you agree with that? Out of uh, ten. Ten. Yeah. No. Neither do I. Like, what's going on, man? Huh? Is this another? Is this sort of the Valiant Part Two? I I guess. <laughs> like, I thought like this was so. I thought it was lens a ton of, of the fun. Valiant. <laughs> uh yeah that was like it was it was like because i i didn't know what to expect from this this movie because i we're like okay it's gonna be a comedy how's how's connery gonna how's connery gonna comedy uh, that's another uh podcast connery <laughs> comedy um but yeah it was just, it was funny and it still had like that kind of like that it, it literally it's a comedy drama that drama pretty hit hit pretty hard uh, oh yeah! Certain things kind of gave me the shakes because I was on a plane during this, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, so I was Mario. Like, we're gonna have to talk about how uh, true to life this movie how is. How trippy it is, especially that that towards the end, the final acts. It's like the the building they are on. 
uh, and the situations that they were in, I'm like, oh man, this is like, it's just, this is spooky. Yeah. Spooky. And, and the fact that, okay. All right. I'm going to do the trailer voice. And then, because then the audience will know what this film is about. And then we can really get into the discussion. Mm-hmm. Trailer voice time. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? I like this IMDb storyline. We'll go with this one. By Brian W. Martz. Though my brain read that quickly as Brian M. Wartz. <laughs> Ew. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> Brian W. Martz. <laughs> <clears throat> A satire of American news reporting, covert agencies, and political systems. The theft of two suitcase-sized nuclear weapons and their sale to a terrorist group leads television newsman Patrick Hale on an international chase to track them down and uncover the twisting maze of apparent involvement of U.S. government agencies. Let's growl at the end. I can hear it on Zoom. I'm sure it sounds great in post. Yeah, it will. You better listen. <laughs> I will. Ah, uh, man. So you like, better listen. I will. I will listen. You better. Sorry, better. continue. Um, so like my first you kind better, of note. You better, you better. My first note is the beginning. I said to myself, is this a Bond movie? Are we starting like, uh, it, it reminded me of the beginning of, um, you only live twice. It's like the space, like the satellites, and the music is kind of Bondish, mm. and uh, that's not our only Bond connection here. Uh, let me show you my new favorite Connery poster. Is this one right here? Oh, I love it! I love it. So good for those who uh, will probably show it on Instagram, but it's it's Connery with the camera as a gun, doing the gun barrel pose as his character in Wrong Is Right with two lovely women in bikinis, and then there's like explosions and tanks behind him. It's that's good. That's a it's a fun like this this movie knew exactly what it was. It was poking fun, and at, it pokes fun at the Bond series. Absolutely, yeah. It definitely does. But something I really want to get out of the way here first. Not that this is good fortune by any means, but I feel like we might be karmically aligned with the universe, Mario. Go on. Because our wheel of curiosity seems to always spin something that is relevant both to the situation around us or a personal situation. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Oftentimes, well, this is film number 40. I'd say it's happened at least a dozen times. Mm. And right as the news cycle, this is going to be, sorry, folks, this is not fun stuff to talk about here. But right as the news cycle of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict uh, is really, really ramping up. This is the movie that the wheel gives us. Mm. Isn't that strange? It is. Anyway, and how instead of like doing our part to help in some way, if we even knew how, you know, we're sitting here watching a movie. And that's what this movie's about. 
to some extent, you know? Yeah, it really is. It, yeah. How it's show business. And then he's Sean Connery starts singing. <sighs> anyway, so uh, I'll try not to be as depressing anymore. Um, my heart goes out to anybody that is suffering out there. Anybody. Anyway, love to the universe. Okay, off of that. Um, yeah, uh, do we want to go to to the Wikipedians? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, it's a short one. In the near future, violence has become something of a national sport, and television news has fallen to tabloid depths. Patrick Hale, a globe-trotting reporter with access to a staggering array of world leaders, has ventured to the Arab country of Hegreb to interview his old acquaintance, King Ibn Awad. Awad has learned that the President of the United States may have issued orders for his removal. As a result, Awad is apparently making arrangements to deliver two suitcase nukes to a terrorist with the intention of detonating them in Israel and the United States unless the president resigns. In the intricate plot that unfolds, nothing is quite the way it seems, and Hale finds himself caught between political leaders, revolutionaries, CIA agents, and other figures trying to get to the bottom of it all. Okay, now we can get into it, because the fourth paragraph is... The fourth paragraph literally starts with "in the final twist." Mm. <laughs> so let's let's cover some notes until then. <laughs> All right, you go first here. It was so hard for me to do notes on the plane because I just had like my cell phone and like nothing else. Were you watching on a laptop? No, I was on my phone. I literally had my phone out with me and like you wa- this. You th- was this the first Connery Curious film you watched on a phone? Th- two firsts on a phone and on a plane. It was like this is a, wow. this was a crazy experience for me. So yeah, it's hard to kind of switch beh- back and forth for notes. Yeah, did it ruin the experience watching it on a phone? Uh no, not at all. It was it it, it seemed to be uh, per- I got these really great um, noise uh, cancellation headphones. Nice. Uh, when I was out there in Nashville, and I was like, and like, so it it shuts out everything, which was nice. great for the second flight because we had a baby crying the entire time, sitting between you guys. <laughs> it was someone else's baby. <laughs> Can you hold my baby for this flight, please? But yeah, I was like, but there we were, couldn't there was... get it a seat, and I don't have any arms. <laughs> but no, they were so good that like I didn't. Cause I remember I, I look over and like Alicia's kind of like making like a, a struggling face. I'm like, you good? And I took off, off my headphones. I heard the baby crying. I'm like, oh, my God. Is that what you've been listening to for the last two hours? Oh, my God. Did she not have a pair of headphones? She had a pair of headphones, but they weren't, like, noise-canceling. They were, like, little earbuds. Oh, no. So, like, oh, uh, no. so, yeah, I highly recommend these uh, these, these headphones. are great. They're by, uh, Sa- they're by Soundcore. And they were, like, it's a cheap pair. Of, they're not, not cheap. They're, like, 40 bucks. But, like, great Bluetooth wireless headphones. And, like, yeah, they got me hey. through a movie, and they sounded great. And uh, yeah, I got to hear every uh, every detail uh, in every Connery news report in this movie. It was great. Um, so yeah, it was a little tough to take notes on the, on this ride, but I'll probably remember things. I got a movie <laughs> pulled up too, so I can kind of like r- remind myself of stuff. Mm. Okay, well, I'll go through to the best of my ability. Um, so we get Connery right at the start with his opening narration. Uh, as a satellite flies over the Earth, as many satellites fly over the Earth, we get Connery 
doing a narration. Uh, and I'm just going to get into it, Mario. Um, this is not my score of the score, but at this moment, this was my score of the score. Ten. That mm. opening musical score is phenomenal. Yeah, it's really, it's it really good. It is so good. It is, it's, it's the funkiest porn music I've ever heard. And we'll get into the discussion of the musical score when we rank it. But wow, that opening music was great. <laughs> um, and we first see Connery, I wrote at 305. Oh, I had 304. Interesting. Oh, 304.5 then. There Look it is. Meet, meet in the middle. Um, I like how the musical score... Sorry, I'm going to get into this as well because it's um, one of my notes here. Uh, the Dr. No beeps. That's what starts off the film. The same beeps from Dr. No. Yeah. Um, That's why I said like that first section, it feels like... Like like a handful of Bond movies, like it's kind of got that feeling of Doctor No, and of course the space sequence in uh, You Only Live Twice. Did you just did you just say sequence? Did I say sequence? You did say you said sequence. Oh my! Like you became god. Connery mid word. Oh my sequench. god! He's he's taken over my life, dude. <laughs> uh, did I tell you that story about side story that um that uh Mike and Britt's little daughter. Uh, has a Connery accent too? Uh, no. She's like she's what? two, and um, she's uh, she's adorable. Uh, but like, yeah, she does that. She does that now, where she'll like she will pronounce certain words with an sh. She's like, I want to go. I want to go on the swings. <laughs> and we always well, that she could she could just have been watching too much Wayne's World <laughs> swing. <laughs> but we always have a joke that like she. Should have been my kid because she's like she loves the Mike Myers' Cat in a Hat. She loves Spider Man, and she also speaks in a Connery accent from time to time. Oh my god! <laughs> so she's like, I would like to go on the swings, Daddy. Please. Oh yeah. I would like a, I would like a push snack. me on the she on the seesaw. I would like some Pringles, please. The monkey bars. The monkey bars. Yes. The jungle gym. That one doesn't have an ash. <laughs> I guess I'll have to go on jungle gyms. Jungle gyms. Many jungle gyms. More than one. Um. <laughs> Is it your kid? No. Oh. Okay. Thank you. I don't want. <laughs> I don't. Um, <laughs> Drop my, the news here. It's my kid. Maury my comes next out. Note. No, no. <laughs> Sean Connery comes out. Patrick Hale comes out. Now, how did you feel about it being your kid? <laughs> and you only had to pay four hundred dollars. What did you think of that opening? <clears throat> Of uh, all the acts of violence, and then it uh, turns out I was like, "Yeah, like I, I, I get an like, old lady beating up the muggers, and and like the 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 one wife uh, shotgunning shoots her husband right in the uh, face." Oh my god! Like I, I remember my jaw dropping because I was kind of like, you know, I'm like, "Oh, this this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun" because we had that music in there, 
And like, I was like, you know, I'm ready for a comedy. And then all this violence starts happening. I'm like, holy crap, what's going on? And then, then you come up to Connery and he's like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's just facility that basically, it's basically one of those like glass breaking places where you can like, like to do yeah. everything you want. And that creepy kid, it's like, you know, it's like, do you hate your parents? She's like, oh, no. It's like, what if they're watching that dramatic Zoom? Why does the kid sound like Connery too? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I'm thinking, oh yes, I hope they're watching. I hope they're I watching. I hate my parents. I ho- <laughs> uh, oh no, no, it's gotten me too. <laughs> Help! And then everyone in the movie just slowly spe- starts becoming. Oh, help! It's me, John Jackson. But I can't be. I can't be myself anymore. <laughs> Who are you, John Jackson? Ah. <laughs> uh. How how much do you love seeing Connery behind a news desk? I okay. I my next note is Ron Burgundy. He is. He's Ron Burgundy. <laughs> and and the newsroom looks exactly like it's out of Anchorman. <laughs> it does. I love it. <laughs> Which is funny because we just watched Anchorman the other night in As Nashville. Did I. Is that really? I watched it maybe like two weeks ago. Nicole had never seen it. Oh yeah, it was so it was it was it. on Netflix. We were like, oh, I I felt like I was in the mood to watch it. It was like when we first got to Nashville. I was like, let's watch Anchorman. Was it, it the uh, unrated version? No, nah, it was on Netflix. So probably I don't think so. Well, the, you can tell because the unrated version specifically, you got uh, the two changes I always remember is uh, I woke up and I shit a squirrel. <laughs> I mean it. I think we're still alive. <laughs> oh no, Brick! I think I ate your chocolate squirrel. <laughs> That's not in it. That's it's something else. It's like three way worse gags. Um, oh yeah, so I think that was it. And then the um, the one fuck in the movie. It you, when it's the PG thirteen cut, you only get "Go fuck yourself, San Diego." But in the unrated cut, as he's being dragged out, he's like, "Don't you know I would never fucking say fuck? I would never ever fucking say fuck." <laughs> yeah totally ron burgundy uh great stash uh is great just... mustache in this movie i wonder if if uh uh will ferrell modeled himself off patrick hale or not i feel like he said in an interview he, he had a there's specific like that era of yeah. news anchors but but yeah, this is like it's such such an interesting uh, view of him at the little wooden desk and like has a little TV next to him. It's uh, insane. Like one of my favorite quotes is like just hearing him say it is um, has is like um, how do you say it? Is, it has uh, is murder as American as apple pie? Like that's like the funniest thing I've ever heard him say. Like him, I want him to do the news from now on. Like I want an AI Connery doing reading the news for me. You know, talking about now and then, isn't it funny how all of these things from then are still just as relevant now and fifty times worse? Yeah, if you look, yeah, like the I have a screenshot of him saying is murder as American as apple pie, and. The uh, TV behind us is murder every 27 minutes, rape every eight minutes, robbery every one minute, burglary. Yeah, you can just take take all of those numbers now and put a decimal at the front of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like, that's America now. Oh, man. But yeah, it was really cool to see him. It's like, yeah, I love that, that title sequence of, like, 
it's just him in like really wacky situations. He's he's like has like a helmet on. He's still reporting news. And it's I love that opening. I love that montage. That credit montage was so good and so dumb, but also so effective expositionally. Like you got everyone and what they were doing. It set up everything. It was a beautiful montage of everything that's going on in the movie. And it was like edited in the same way like the Dr. No title sequence was, where just the music just changes real quick, just because now we're in a new situation of the film. And yeah, uh, my next note on that is George Grizzard and the Lizard Wizard. (laughs) Because George Grizzard is who plays President President Bedford Forrest Frosty Lockwood. Frosty. Stay frosty. I like that tune. Me too. That was new, uh, new Van Halen, right? Most recent Van Halen. Yeah, yeah it was just like ten years old at this point, right? Oh wow, yeah, huh? That was eleven years old. It came out when we were in college. Yeah, holy shit, that's right. No, yeah. damn, time flies way too quickly. And and the song itself is like fifty years old. <laughs> yeah, it's basically Ice Cream Man. <laughs> different, <laughs> different. Uh... Exactly. It... <laughs> Uh, but can we change the lyrics? Yeah, how about stay frosty? Like, Dave, do you just want an ice cream? No. Yes. <laughs> how, uh, anyway. yeah, like, speaking of, like, I was talking about, like, performance here, man. How crazy was it to see Connery and Leslie Nielsen in a room together? And Leslie okay. Nielsen's not goofy in this movie. Mario, literally, my next note is Frank Drebin. <laughs> At, um, okay, it's a two-part note. I had to remember what it meant. Frank Drebin, and then I put at at cow car accident. So so when all the men with the the chic turbans are running around, I I, I said that wrong. You know what I'm saying? The headpiece. I forgive me. I'm I'm incorrect here. Hold on. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make sure I'm right. Um, It's not turban. It's something else, right? The kafia. We did this before. That's we right. did this before. We have. <laughs> the kafia. I'm gonna learn it now. Kafia. Okay. So all the men are running around in the kafias, uh, being upset about the cow being hit by the car. I wanted one of them to be Frank Drebin from the start of Naked Gun One. <laughs> <laughs> When it's all the world leaders and the or no, it's uh, is it is it, yeah, it's the world leaders and the terrorists and, yeah. at the at the table and whatnot, and and then he slams the thing down on the guy's hand and gets <laughs> Gorbachev and rubs off his spot. He's like, I knew it. <laughs> My voice went unintentionally gravelly there, and I did a decent uh, Frank Drebin. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I won't be able to ever do it again though. Um, yeah, I really wanted <laughs> I really wanted Frank Trevin to show up in that scene. <laughs> he like helps fight off them uh, fight off everyone. He's like Connor's like, Who are you? Frank Trevin, police squad. <laughs> uh, oh. And then as they're walking back to the car he trips over the cow or something. <laughs> so this is what a topic of the desert scene, man. That Connery in the like 
it, it reminded me of like the land speeder from New Hope a little bit, but like that red like go kart yes. thing. And I, which ha- also felt like a Bond thing that like never was in a Bond movie. <laughs> and my note there was, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I want to cut this with like Moss Eisley, like him talking about like, oh yes, you know this. And you look over, and it's a bunch You'll of never like, never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> it's him. They see that the Jawas like <laughs> with their like collecting scraps and stuff. Like, oh yeah, they're looking for oil and droid potch. Uh, and then I, Wait, all we need to do is take that scene and put binary sunset over it. Yeah, really. <laughs> but I also made or a note. duel of the fates. Duel of the fates. <clears throat> Because that's what's playing when Anakin's speeding off. In- oh my god, I'm sorry. Real quick, real quick. This morning, I gotta send this to you. I gotta send this to you. This morning, I watched Frank Drebin CGI'd into Star Wars. It's gold. It's fucking gold, man. Oh my god. I gotta. Uh, you talk. I'm gonna send it to you right All now. All right. Uh, but yeah, uh, when he's on the wheel <laughs> and there, he's like narrating, I said, oh, this is like Edinburgh on wheels. Cause that's like his that's his documentary voice. Yes, yes. And he's wearing the this same film hat. Is like a spiritual sequel to Edinburgh. It really Edinburgh. is. Edinburgh. I'm never gonna say that right. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. This film is like a spiritual sequel to Edinburgh. Yeah, like him just driving around. And he's like looking at the camera. I'm like, I'm like, is this a documentary or a movie? <laughs> it it was so hilarious. I want to see. Yeah, I want. I want to CGI him in the red cart, like in in Moss Eisley, so fast. <laughs> we gotta uh, fi- we gotta figure out that technology and see if we can do it. My next note is John Saxon and Hardy Krueger. Do you think John Saxon was in this movie to track down another Krueger? Yeah, so Leslie Nielsen and Sean Connery in a scene together. Yeah, it was it was interesting to say the least. Um, I was like, I was like, what year is the first Naked Gun movie? Hold on, eighty eight. Okay, so nineteen eighty eight. So a bit after this. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's always gonna be weird to see Leslie Nielsen like in a more serious role because he's not. Yeah, he's not really. Like funny in this. There's a couple like ridiculous well, scenes. Air- Airplane was 1980, so he was already uh, being a comedic actor at that okay. point. And he's definitely played for comedy in this film. Mm. Yeah, he's he's playing like a, a ho- like a hokey politician that is he's running for president. Franklin Malloroy. Mallory, excuse me. Yeah, it was the scene with he his the scene with he and Connery together was not particularly funny, but his character was very funny, and Connery's character was very funny. What do, what do you got brewing there? Uh, no, I'm like looking trying trying to look for the scene of Leslie Nielsen. Um, they're doing that like little like that like kind of like it was like a hillbilly like uh, barbecue, and he's like firing off. Firework and stuff. Remember, he shoots the poster oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Try to, fi- yeah, yeah. to find that scene because that's the only scene I remember. That it's towards the back half of the film. Yeah, because that was like one of the most like probably the funnier Leslie scenes. It's just like very outrageous um, character. But yeah, I feel like Connery brought the comedy in this movie. Mm. 
Yeah, he was quite funny in this movie. Uh, my next note is clever title in the opening s- sequence uh, covering the skydiver that is clearly not Sean Connery. Oh yeah, yeah. That when the, when because you he see Connery jump out of a plane, but it's I just laughed a, so hard because shot. like in my head when I saw him skydiving, I'm like that'd be so funny if Connor was next to them with the video camera filming it, and then right when I said that, you see him with the goofy helmet with the camera on, and he's jumping in. <laughs> uh, that was the funniest <laughs> thing. I'm like, this is the best, uh, the best, some of the best Connery moments, like comedy wise. Mm. It's so funny and it's like i saw that i was like you gotta be kidding me so good he's having fun in this oh yeah there's so much fun to be had here okay when they get to the embassy the there's a guard at the gate and he looks like our friend eric (laughs) okay i I think i know what you're talking about too yeah there's a quote you can't just buy nuclear bombs at a drugstore like golf balls. Can you buy golf balls at a drugstore? Yeah, I think you could, yeah. Seems more like an 80s thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I don't see them in uh, CVS or anything these days, but it's well, prob- probably. Actually, you know what? Now that you think of it. Yeah, yeah, they have. That's there's like sporting goods. Yeah, yeah, at, yeah. At CVS. Yeah, like, I bought, I bought Walgreens. Yeah, I bought a basketball at Walgreens. So yeah, yeah. So that must be a thing. Okay. Yeah, because I'm sure. Oh, uh, summer barbecue. Uh, yeah, I did DoorDash for a while. Summer barbecues. So w- get some. Whatever for the part, we run out and grab it. Oh, okay. Well, I, I've. I yeah. I'm pretty sure I've delivered a wiffle ball bat. <laughs> so. Um. Sean Connery has very ASMR narrations. Yeah, he does so good with narration. He's very soft spoken and uh very clear, very very clean. We'll, we'll talk about it after the SHing, but like it's very very it's, it's like it's like cream cheese. <laughs> smooth like cream cheese. It's a little <laughs> rough, but it's smooth. It goes good on a bagel. Nice. I love a smear of Connery's vocals. A smear. A smear. A smear. A smear. A smear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, orb phones. Everyone has all the the people in the White House have orb phones. Did you notice that? Yeah, they're all really like a magic eight ball. Yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of retro stuff in this movie that I was kind of like into, like even like the the phones and stuff, uh, like the the regular phones. What was it? I'm trying to find it. Even like the, um, yeah, it's in the share your, share your screen with me so I can see the I, parts you're skimming. I don't through. know if it's gonna show because it's on Amazon. I'll try it though. Uh, Let me see. Hold on, can you can you see this? Or is it black screen? Yes, I can. Oh, you can? I can see that. Oh, excellent. Yeah, this this is the room with the weird, like, it's like, it reminded me of Men in Black. Like, it was like Men in Black phones. Like, see how, like, Mm. they're like chrome? I've never never seen a phone like that, ever. Yeah. Is that what they have in the situation? (laughs) I guess. These weird, like, phones. And then there's something, yeah, but it's like, yeah, super, super cool, man. 
Yeah, it's been kind of like skimming through. I can't stop uh, watching this uh, this scene because I just love that. Is so cool. I love that. Like even the music behind that... it's great, and then like mm. you see him just. I'm like, what? What is that thing called? I'm gonna look that up. Red. That red thing, like it's like, uh, uh, yeah, it's like a, it's like a pe- uh, wheeled sail car. Yeah, it's like a, bu- it's like a, it's like a wind powered buggy because there's no, there's no electronics on that. He's just kind of steering it, and the wind is taking him. I want one. Just to kind of drive around in. Huh? A wind powered vehicle. These typically have wind powered vehicles. A Belgian Class Three competition land yacht. That's what it's called. It's called a land yacht. A land yacht. Yeah. I love it so much. It's just like, it looks like so much fun to kind of this this wheel around in. Love it. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and uh, what? Oh yeah. Put some Star Wars music over that. Put binary sunset <laughs> or something. Um. You know, leave the uh, leave the screen share going there. It, hel- it was actually as I was seeing images from the film, more things were coming to my mind. Oh, beautiful! I I like that um, Unger, the weapons dealer, played by Hardy Krueger, Helmet Unger, right there. Yeah, him. His hideout has like a he's a weapons dealer, and his hideout has like. A beautiful museum display of all the weapons that he has. <laughs> He's like a Batman villain. Yeah. Um, or it's just like art that he likes. <laughs> um, and it's kind of a cue scene as well. Hmm. Because he's showing him what this, the the gadgets do. There are. Look at how relaxed he is in the back of that dune buggy there. There are a few gadgets in this movie, which got me excited. Yeah, the camera is one of the them. The camera's a gadget, yeah. Because it murder, it does murder. Yeah, did, the did, camera did, does yeah. Murder. Did, did you speculate that too when it first started? Oh yeah, as soon as soon as he pricked his finger on it, I'm like, okay, he's dead now. That guy looks creepy. He's like a he's like odd job. Yeah, he's like odd job, but like mixed with like. Kevin Smith again. See, look, there's a gadget. Yeah, look, yeah. look at all these gadgets. So many gadgets. Yeah, the, the radios, and yeah, it's a very. It it feels like diamonds are are, are uh, not diamonds. Um, you only live twice, kind of. Um, and yeah, this was good. I I did not see this coming at all. Oh yeah, when like the so I, I, she drops the bomb in the trash can. Also, spoilers, folks. We're talking about everything in this movie. Oh yeah, obviously. Um. Yeah, this was uh, this was a good scene, uh, though. Y- it you don't know what's going on at all. It it took me so long to figure out what was even happening, like who the major players are. So the you know this woman here drops the bomb in the trash can, and she's a villain. But you, at first, I thought she was dropping a radio in there so she could overhear their conversation. But the. And the, yeah, and then as soon as Saxon comes running in here, you re- I, I I started to click with me like, oh, it's a bomb. Um, John Saxon, uh, that's one of my later notes. Is just all in caps, Saxon, because I really liked his performance. Mm. 
John Saxon is a very good actor. Hold on, rewind that scene. I want to see the dummies there. Uh, the, the actual explosion? Yeah, yeah, just leave it right there. Perfect. Wow. <laughs> Not bad. Let's see if I can catch it. There's a great... Uh, oh, just miss it. It's hard to catch. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, the one... They, they, don't, look, they don't look terrible. Jumping forward, though, how... Are we going to talk about the other fake person? Like, no, I want to talk about the fake city that, like, we see explode. Oh, my God! And then... We, Did you think it happened? I thought it happened. I was like, I, my mouth dropped. Here it is. I'll put up, put up what we're talking about. It. I'm like, look, first of all, I'm like, this looks like... Connery is explaining... Connery is explaining the damage that would happen if a nuke went off in New York. Yeah, and so it kind of just happens... And you, we're seeing Radio City Music Hall and like other buildings and like scary enough the uh, Twin Towers, Brooklyn Bridge, and of course it's like a movie. With some pretty funny miniatures, pretty funny miniatures, yeah. especially when the water comes up because you can't miniaturize water. This looks good though, the tunnel, the subway. Yeah. Uh, but then as we see it going on, <laughs> we get this transition at the end with the bridge. Oh, I think it's coming up. That looks pretty good. That looks okay yeah. too, uh, but yeah, to see all again, this... it's the water that ruins it <laughs> because you you can't miniaturize water. Yeah, look at that; it's just insane. But yeah, I'm thinking, wow, is this right there. Yeah, that's when it's like, oh, that's a miniature. Yeah, and then, yeah, then we <laughs> see this. I'm kind of like, wow, this is how the movie ends, and then this happens. Spoke clears, <laughs> and it's just kai- beautiful kaiju Connery. <laughs> oh no, it's not even Connery. But like It's but, the head of the CIA. But yeah, it's just like, <laughs> like they've really made miniatures. It's reminded me of the scene from Goldfinger when like, it's like banks don't open on Sundays. My bank will. Uh, but yeah, that was a, a couple again, yeah, jarring scenes like that. I'm like, wow, where are they gonna go next? Especially with the editing, because Connery is explaining the damage that a nuke would do to New York, and then instant cut to the explosion, which makes you think like, was the was uh, Rafik the the terrorist bluffing, or did he just like was he bluffing in the sense of he's like I'm just gonna blow it up anyway, boom. Yeah, and then they just show you that boom it just happened. Yeah, like that was like Oof. that was like a jump scare for me, man. And so yeah, which, which brings us to I guess we'll talk about it. Yeah, there's a lot of like a lot of images of the the twin towers to the point where they go to the roof of the World Trade Center. All right, so we just we'll just do the final. Yeah, like, yeah, read read that last section. In the final twist, the government with hail in tow locates two atomic bombs supposedly planted by terrorist Rafik atop the World Trade Center. The U.S. uses this as a pretext for invading the Middle East and taking possession of oil fields. Hale correctly intuits that the government had planted the bombs in order to rally U.S. support for the invasion, but gladly covers the story the way the government wants in exchange for frontline access to film the action. Yeah. Yeah, very very haunting, very 
because like uh, this is not the first we, we've seen the World Trade Center in a lot of Connery movies. So yeah, I have a note here. This is our second film with Connery in a helicopter flying over New York. Mm. The other one was The Next Man. Yeah. That's the only The Next Man with the Deadly Lens. Was that it for New York? Um Well, he's in New York for A uh, Fine Madness. Fine Madness and um two movies ago. Um Forrester, Finding Forrester, that's New York, I believe, Finding Forrester, yes, yes, yes. So, a few New York movies. But yeah, the second time we see him, like, above the city, and we clearly see uh, the world's written. Actually, I had a note, a uh, mental note, that the, 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 one of the many, like, suicide bombers we see in this movie. Uh, the first one... With, with their um, uh, uh, like, small firework little firework. Uh, little, little fucking sparklers. Yeah, it's like you see them turning slowly. Which is so dangerous, but... <laughs> yeah, but oh man. Yeah, they're both, are, both are equally funny when they happen. But yeah, well, like the first one, it's like, I want to cut... Yeah, it's right here. Um, <laughs> oh, I think it's coming up here. Yeah, so, <laughs> so when Connery is signing autographs, looks up, I want to cut... You see Spider-Man swinging through the state. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he gives him a thumbs up. Yeah, he gives him a, th- give him a thumbs up. It's like, yeah, there it goes. Ah, it's Spider-Man. Can you, can you do that? Can you take that? Absolutely. And, and please, thank, and make it make it, uh, Toby. Cause Toby? That's like the only Spider-Man we get swinging around during the day. You know? No, Andrew does it too. And, and Yeah, but too. like the the this is shot on film and the Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man film was shot on film. Mm. So, like, visually, the look matches, you know what I mean? Like, tell me that doesn't kind of, like, have the same color palette as Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, you know? Yeah, I think so. It Like, you like like the next shot after Connery gives the thumbs up, it cuts over to Jim Norton and be like, I don't like this Spider-Man guy. <laughs> <laughs> he stinks. I don't like him. He stinks. I don't like him. Oh, man. And then it cuts to the chick with the nose ring. She's like, I think he's kind of hot. <laughs> Wonder what he's got into those spider trousers. But yeah, kaboom. But yeah, so we get like so interesting. That's dangerous. Yeah, right there. It's just like I'm sure they. Oh man, since we're on a subject of um, like practical effects, uh, how insane was that uh, fire scene? Okay. Yep. Yep. That's what I wanted to talk about in terms of the other fake people. That was insane. We all right. Pause it. Pause it here. Pause it. So, right here, he sees that the light bulb is full of something. Right. You can play it for play it for a second and then pause it again. Give it like five five seconds. He smiles at it too. He he acknowledges it because he's like he's an arms dealer. I've seen every trick in the book, and yet he still pulls it. Is that that was my reading of the scene? So to set the thing up, uh, our two rogue terrorists that have really been screwing everything up along the way the one the woman that planted that bomb and the man she was with they break into this into helmet unger's q lab (laughs) and they go to a overhanging lamp with a pole chain and the man takes the light bulb out and he fills it with citric acid I thought it was like gasoline, but could be. Yeah, it said cit- said citric acid on the bottle. I wrote it down. Oh, okay. And he fills it, fills the light bulb with citric acid, so that when the pull chain is pulled and the light turns on, it will explode. And 
So this scene plays out, Helmut Unger, he sees that the light bulb is filled with something, and he smiles. And my brain reads that as, I'm a, an arms dealer, I've seen every trick in the book, look at that, isn't that cute? See, tell me what you read on his face here when he does this. Yeah, look, he like kind of shakes his head a little bit, it's like, ah, the old... Like those kids. <laughs> well, that, that was kind of like... The old light trick. Well, he also like pulled the, he pulls the shade... Like the whatever the hood or whatever you want to call it uh, of the light fixture, to like try to light the situation, and I read it as maybe he's like, oh, the light's not on, you know, because like, because yeah, because us as the audience, okay, okay, I'm I'm taking that, I I get that, I get because us as the audience knows that that was kind of like that was it's like the same effect as um the uh the the kid with the gun in uh, I. Uh, Action, Action of the, the tiger, tiger, where it's like, you're ready for that thing to explode. It's like, mm. you know, so I'm like, when's it going to happen? And as, as soon as he goes in that room, like, he's going to turn on the light. And then when he, he does that, I feel like he's like, because he, he looks, he's he's pulling it to, like, get light on what he's looking at. And he looks like, duh, the light's not on. And he goes to flick it on. That's what I read from that scene. Okay. Because, yeah, why See, would I... he look at that and be like, oh, huh, <laughs> there's citric acid in that light bulb. Click. Like, you know. It's a, it's a, oh, these water-filled light bulbs. They're always... <laughs> but... No, this, okay. It just does it, yeah. Like, how would you okay. how would you not All notice right. that that thing is like... It's like black. It looks black when you look at the light but bulb. But the scene is the scene is very well lit, mm. which makes it even more confusing. If it was a darker scene, it would make more sense. Now, I want to talk about this. Amazing stunt work. This man burning and the camera work. The shot is gorgeous. But then back it up ten seconds. You talk about that 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 mask. The mask. Yeah. Yeah. Look at it. <laughs> oh my god! What kind of scarecrow mask is that man wearing? It's amazing. I love it. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Clearly, like you know, a lot of fire resistance under that trench coat. It's like very oh, for sure, big and it's stuff. So thick. He's got gloves on. It's so I don't even know if he had gloves on before, but I'm sure he did. Um, but yeah, just, rewind it. Did he have gloves on? Pretty sure he did. Yes. Yep. So good job with the continuity there. I can finally see like the difference between the. Yeah, like look at that, and you could tell. Look, he has stuff on him to catch on fire. Yeah, look at that that like uh, that goop. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's the kind of like catch the fire. But I think I think it's like a gel that they put on you, so it's like it's not going to burn through. Yeah. So it just kind of sits on the jacket there. Look how that looks good. Yeah. That looks really good the way they did that. Mm. It just it's the scene is too brightly lit. That's the thing it takes away from it. Because this shot is amazing. I love this shot. This is very well lit, but everything else is so bright. And that where you can see the mask is a little too much. Actually, it could have it could have been... The, the whole thing should have been taken down a little bit in brightness. Mm. So. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't like, just cut away from it. Like I'm glad that we got to like, see the action happening, you know? Mm. I think that guy's dead. Yeah, right here I said <laughs> they cover him and he like he vanishes like Obi Wan Kenobi in New Hope. <laughs> <laughs> you see the, the blanket. sheet just drops down <laughs> yeah. to the floor. It's like he's gone. <laughs> and Connery like taps on it. What's going on? Shh. 
It's because the the breathing would have an SH to it. I don't know. Could you hear that on Zoom? Barely. Oh, no. Okay, well, I did Darth Vader's breathing, but with an SH at the end of it. This hit close to home, too. These gas prices, man. Oh, yeah. to get... No, they're starting to go down a little bit. Well, I'm saying, but, but this like, was a re- this was a real crisis, though. Oh yeah, but like, just I love these like talking headshots too. I blame mm. the president. It's, but uh, yeah, it's 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 insane though. And you know, uh, the continuity wise is very similar to last week's film as well because it's a man who has been doing his job for too long and he's going insane. Yeah. You know. But definitely not the level that we saw last week, though. No, 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 not that, not at that level. Because it's a very, it's a very, very fun scene at the very end that we'll talk about that made me laugh so hard on the plane. I'm Lieutenant Frank Drebin. There he is, without jobs, without pride. Look at this, the first, the first Zoom call right here. Frank Drebin. God, I love Leslie Nielsen. Okay, what else do I have? Oh, my literally my next note is I cannot take Leslie Nielsen seriously. Yeah, right. It's like it's... every single scene in this. I think I'm waiting. Like when the fireworks are going off behind him and he's sitting on the phone. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, you're getting close to it. Right there. Yeah, yeah that one. It's, <laughs> By the way, Snake I Snake ju- Pliskin over here. Yeah, right. And. It cuts to this. I I love that old phone, but I I I God! I expect like with the fireworks going off in the background, like I'm expecting a hundred naked gun gags to be happening, and like you know one of the the um, deer heads that are mounted on the wall starts like moving and observing the situation or something, or they're arguing with each other. Look like him laughing. I can't take it seriously. There's like a guy on fire and like running around tapping. Yeah, on yeah the exactly. There's a guy running around on fire in the background. That would be the perfect cherry on top. <laughs> that that same guy from earlier. Uh, but yeah, here's the scene we get with Connery singing. Oh yeah. Uh, and yeah, good stuff. Yeah, we gotta give. He looks good in this movie, man. He looks so good. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy this movie. I, I th- yeah, I think this is a, this is a purchasable movie, man. Like I want to get this on DVD. Yeah, dude, absolutely. This is like so good. I like it's free on Prime, and I was like, I would have I would have bought this if if I'll, if I'll own a digital cop or I'll own a physical copy of this. Excuse yeah, me. I think this is a really yeah. I think we uh, that's that's something we got to talk about like towards the end of the podcast. Like we'll go back and be like, which movies of the Connery ones we've watched would you want to own pause this pause this right here okay do you know what that do you see what that newspaper on the wall says does patriot take sex no 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 it's does patrick hale you can see it when he start if you go forward when he's singing oh wait i see it right go there. yeah go forward when you see it when he walks in you can see it better when he's singing. That's when I really noticed it. That's when it was the clearest. But it's, does Patrick Hale... Yeah, right there. Does pill. Patrick Hale take sex pills? <laughs> His legions. His legions of fans say, dot, 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 dot. Yes. <laughs> Underneath, a photo of the fucking moon landing. Oh. <laughs> uh. uh. I mean, if, but, if if that was you on a, on a newspaper, wouldn't you want to frame that too? <laughs> like that's hilarious. 
Uh, you know what? Just based off him in this scene, I'm changing my sexy rating. Oh, let's go. Yeah, I was um, picturing all the, like the. <laughs> I want this like with all the another Spider-Man reference, all the Daily Bugle, uh, framed things of like Doc Ock goes like <laughs> loose and Spider-Man's back, and you put does <laughs> Patrick Hale take sex pills? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, dude, he looks. Uh, he looks good. He looks good, man. He looks good in this movie. Yes, he does. Um, I also really love this scene because it's just him chewing out the fact that you know so many news organizations are. You know, you expect us to pay two million. That's checkbook journalism, and then he just chews them out. What kind of journalism was it when television paid half a million dollars for an exclusive on the Bay of Pigs, a million dollars to Nixon for a coast-to-coast interview? CBS paid Eisenhower and Johnson. NBC paid John Dean and Robert Kennedy's assassin. Uh, brilliant. Like. So good about how he, you know, interviewed a death row inmate on the electric chair because he paid a hundred grand to his family. Like, it's it's fucked, but it's also totally make them laugh, make make them cry. Look at them, I love that. Oh, yeah, I really enjoyed this, and it's it's incredibly relevant and the, the satire is on point at not one of the satirical points that this is making is not relevant today right yeah which is why i'm shocked this movie has a bad rating i people, people i feel mm. like people listening if you are kind of a fan of this show that just kind of like watches like listens to the show and doesn't watch the movies this is one you guys gotta watch. I feel like this is one yeah, you gotta watch this you one. gotta pass this around because yeah, it was it's so good. I've never heard anyone talk about this movie. Um never heard of this movie. Again, thank God for this podcast. I would never have crossed, you know, my eyes would never have seen this. And mm. um I'm glad I did. Yeah, it's just it's a shame. It's it's a low rated film. I'm curious to look at what the people said Connery curious see what they said about this movie it's it's a it's yeah. it's good it's not perfect but it's good listen out uh, listen listeners out there listen if watch this movie because it's very apt for today's times now and then um and I, I want to write in, you know, send us an email or a, a comment on our social media. Let us know what you think about this movie. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm interested to hear what our listeners think about this. There's some good cinematography in this, too. Yeah, it definitely deserves more love. OK, this confused me. He goes into the toilet and he swaps out the million dollars and it's a gun and bullets. Why? I thought. Did I? My brain was that he's he's going to get the bombs, but it wasn't the case. There's a, I don't there's know. A newspaper in there too. There's a couple of turns too many, I think, in this to follow at some points. But, um, what did you think of when Connery finds the? dead body that's hanging by the hook and it's like nine shots of him just spinning around oh yeah it was hilarious just <laughs> just so dramatic 
which I think it's coming up here. Citric acid, right? Oh, yeah, that's citric acid. So, or wait, or did I say citric acid? Sulfuric acid. Yeah, oh, yeah. Why did I say citric? I'm an idiot. You don't see the it. All you see is the IC at the end, and my brain filled in citric acid. Oh, it's very fruity. Oh, yeah, it's right here. This is a very Bond esque scene, too, kind of. <laughs> yes, is. yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you would put in the. Um, remember the trailer for the Tom Cruise mummy that came out that didn't have the sound effects? Oh, yeah. And it was just him in the plane screaming. <laughs> That's what you put over this. Um, Wow, I feel like such an idiot. Citric acid. He put some sweet orange juice in into the light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> Sulfuric acid. Ah, the Jesus. old the old orange juice trick. <laughs> ah, the old grape trick. Sorry, <laughs> I'll leave that big. Um. Okay, so the the two terrorists, the the man and the woman that break into the the. Into the Q terror, into Unger's la- uh, shop there. They, she's just shooting the suitcases, and then she's like, "They're not. The bombs aren't here." Like you were just shooting suitcases, hoping there'd be a nuclear bomb in some of hoping them. Hoping one would blow up. Oh, yep, they're in here. We what? What was your goal? Look, look at look uh, at the guy hanging behind uh, Connor here, trying not to move, but clearly moving. Yes, his arm is shifting a bit, uh, but maybe he's not dead yet. He's still got the twitches, like in the Rock. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> he's doing the twitch. Um, I have a note on this section. We get a lot of horror POVs from John Saxon's perspective. Oh, very, scene ver- is very, very Halloween, like him going up yeah. the stairs. Like, oh my god. And this shot is uh, this scene is lit very well, and it feels like it's from a horror movie. And look, and, and, look, and seen- they tease the light bulb in this scene too. You're like, oh, is this gonna happen? Is this where is Connery gonna turn that on or something? Like, oh man, is that the same light bulb? It's not the same. Yeah, no. Watch they they, they pan up to it and they show you that they, they want they let you know that this is the same room. Watch. See? Oh. Fuck, they sh- it they is. show you the light bulbs that are like, oh man, they're gonna turn it on. They're gonna die, and then later on we see who actually turns it on. So that, this, is, this is very a very tense scene. Yeah, along with the John, and with that, this is where I wrote Saxon because this is where he's the best in this scene. He's so menacing. He's great in Nightmare on Elm Street as well. Mm. And like so. This is where he reveals that the CIA took the action before the president even gave the order. So that, to me, either means that the CIA did it or that the president told the CIA to do it way before this was even a thought. Hmm. This was good. This was a good uh, thriller that just unfolded. Um, Sean Connery's ADR is a bit rough. In some spots. Yeah. I think it's in this scene as well that I wrote it. Yeah, right here. Um, uh, Then I have another note. Um, When he's sitting in the president's war room there, he's sitting at a desk 
the tag on the desk says Navy. James Bond was a naval officer. Mm. That's another little thing they're putting in as a Bond reference. Um, I really liked when they're giving the psychological profile on Rafiq. They say that he's a chronic masturbator. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, uh, African American woman vice president. Oh, that was pretty. Another, another now and then thing. Look at that. Yeah, right. And when he goes to resign, he's like, uh, well, looks like you're going to be the, oh no, she says it. Like, for the first time, a, a black woman is going to be the president of the United States. And he's like, congratulations, Madam President. And the whole time, in his head, once you know the twist, he knows he's going to be reelected. And then it turns out at the end, he's on the call with Leslie Nielsen. They're, they're just in it the whole time. The whole thing was just to get oil. <laughs> with, the, with the most terrible, like, phone miming ever. They're, like, talking over each other. Yeah, They're like, ha, ha, was... what are you doing? Oh, yeah, yes. Oh, yes, yeah. How are you doing? Yes, good. Yeah. <laughs> just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, tremend- just, tremendous And just seeing cast, Leslie man. Nielsen on the phone is funny. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you can cut that with any, like, Leslie Nielsen, like, quote it from He's laughing. Ugh. Actually, want to find it right here. Oh, of the cutting of the. No, I think this is the bomb at the last minute. Oh no, I was looking for the phone call. Oh, but yeah, they they should have had it say 007. Yeah, a little bit before, right after this. Or is it? After? Oh yeah, so that I'll disarm the other bomb just in the nick of time. That yeah, that's definitely a Goldfinger reference. Oh yeah, I wrote that in my notes. It's definitely a Goldfinger reference. Like, cause as soon as they get to the roof, I'm like four minutes. You're cutting it a bit close. That was another one of my notes. It's a bit cutting it a bit close. It made me think that oh, it's not real. Yeah, it's, this is all a setup. And then I did think it was funny when it cuts back to Rafik's bunker, and you know the the sawdust is coming down because it's being bombed, and he lifts up the briefcase. He's like, "What bombs? Well, I have them. <laughs> like what? I didn't do anything." Oh man! I'm the president, and I'm just gonna keep two atom bombs on my desk. <laughs> These are mine. I'm sure it won't have any repercussions on my health. <laughs> Yeah, this was. Oh, here he is. Yeah, <laughs> what bombs? <laughs> but and and it's it's funny as hell, but it's also incredibly accurate to the way the world governments have worked. Um, oh, it must be after this where we get he and Nielsen together. Uh, Grizzard and and Nielsen. Grizzard and Nielsen. I think it's coming up right now and, over here. And it's also a film about Nielsen ratings. Mm. If you were to give Nielsen a rating in this, what would you give him? What, what's oh, your Nielsen is. rating? Here. Nielsen rating. Uh, I think it's uh, he's a seven. He's an average. He, I think he's fine. It just again, it's hard to take him seriously in this movie. But <laughs> look at these jackasses. <laughs> Looks so stupid. They were in cahoots the whole time. Crazy. What a twist. I'd give I'd give Nielsen a seven in this as well. Oh, he's not man. he's not full on display. Okay, the, this is the best part of the whole I give, movie. I give the scene alone a ten. 
because yep. we finally get it. We talk, we we rate Connery's hairpiece all the time, and this is the first time we see him rip off his hair. Just takes piece. it right off. He fully acknowledges that he's wearing a hairpiece, rips it off, and throws the helmet on and jumps out of a plane. End of movie. I love I I love that little like that. Like, it's kind of like his like uh, his little title sequence, whatever, with him the camera on the right screen. Watch. Mm. <laughs> I love that. I want. Uh, they're on, on both screens, I, and it's a it's a gun barrel. I want that as like a transition from like my stream or something. Like him with him with the camera and turning around. I love that so much. But yeah, it looks like a gun barrel. There's there's so many nods to Bond, and it's just like it, it is goofy. I I I love this movie, man. I think it's a really good movie. Me too. I had a really good time with it. And it is also incredibly dark and incredibly grim and very accurate to the world we live in today, sadly, because it hasn't changed much for the better. And um yeah, this is one I really suggest to people, to our listeners. I I really think they should watch this film. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Like full, like hillbilly <laughs> wet, full like redneck. Barbecue. Yeah, and he's got, he's got the the truckers' unions earlier in the movie where he's just standing on riding a truck while standing on it. You know what I mean? Like as it drives out, the greatest outlaw of the century, and it's the president. But all of it is a show. And that was so dangerous to fire that cannon at that group of people. Right. It went right through them. What if that hit? Look, 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 we have like so many people here. And they're like, let's listen. <laughs> no warning. He just lights it off. Like, here we go, sir. Uh, that is scary. Do you think he, oh man, do you think Leslie Nielsen just had a cannonball shot by his face for that scene? <laughs> <laughs> he should have caught it and he went through the, he would go through the poster. But it's like, <laughs> exactly. but it's like an outline of him, like a like a Donald Duck fucking cartoon. It's just like, <laughs> exactly. The, the cowboy hat. And he's flying along. Any other notes? Cutting it close, deliberate Goldfinger reference. I love the toupee thing. Okay, my final note is that Jennifer Jason Lee is in this as the young girl that wants to kill her parents. That's Jennifer Jason Lee. Really? Yeah. Anyway, the same year she did Fast Times. Oh, okay. I see it now. Yep. Damn, man. Huh, look at that. <laughs> the zoom in kills me all the time. It's so funny. I hope so. Mickey Jones played a gunman in this movie, and he also played drums with Bob Dylan. Ooh. And has played on 17 gold records over the course of his career, though he died in 2018 at the age of 76. Anyway. All right, man, so... Yeah, that's the end of my notes. You got anything else? I, I, nothing else. I think we, all we have left is the ratings, man. I, I want to talk about this, these final scores. Uh, as you guys know, after we discuss the film, we go into our ratings. Of course, we're going to rate the film and rate Connery himself. But also, if the SH is the score of the score and the sexy rating. Mm. You want to stop your sh- screen share, oh, and I'll share my screen I'll, share. I'll stop my share, and you start your share. I'll start mine. All right, excellent. Uh, share screen. 
There we go. Excellent. All righty. Wrong is right. Let's get to our ratings. Yeah. The SH rating. Mario, what are you giving the SH in this film? Uh, the SH, I, so I, I'm trying to make a point to like really lock down certain words he says to like validate the S being a pretty, mm. pretty thick. It's, pre, it, it's pretty thick at times. Mm. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a six because it's like certain words like suicide or news or like certain words. Let him that, let him put that in his paper if he has need of news. Yeah, news. So yeah, it's it's there. <laughs> so I'll, so I'm gonna hit hit him with a six. Uh, I'm gonna give him a six point five. Connery could have been uh, a great. I agree with he you. Could, he could have been a great J. Jonah Jameson. He, Bring me pictures of Spider Man. He wants to be famous. I'll make him infamous. I love how in the first movie when um, gob- the Green Goblin threatens Jameson, like, who's the photographer who takes pictures of Spider-Man? And J- Jameson goes, I don't know. He sends me his stuff in the mail. He protects him, man. Even when he's at at threat of death, he protects his journalists. Yeah. He He still cares about Peter. Yeah, I love that. Which is why I wanted to like move forward with that character. I was, I was wondering if they'll ever do like the, if they were gonna do like the Scorpion uh, storyline, like they did in the cartoon and stuff. But you know, I mean, you, you never know. He's still our Jameson in the MCU, so maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we'll still get it. But yes, yeah. So I, I <clears throat> I've I've tried to, um, for the SH, I I started. It was only only clicked with me for this one, where I'm like, oh, the, here's how I'm going to measure the SH. I'm going to treat it as a percentage. And I'm going to take every word, not like a- actually do the math here, but I, I'm going to, you know, take account of every word that he says with an S in it and how often it becomes an SH. Because in the same sentence, he'll have a regular S and an SH, you know what I mean? Hmm. And I tried to think of it as a percentage, and it seemed to be that it was coming up 65% of the time. Whoa. So I gave it a 6.5. Okay. Yeah. So that's the way I'm going to treat it going forward. Like, of 100% of his lines with S's, how much of that becomes H'd? And that's what I'll give it. Smart. Like, I'll give it a rough percentage of a grade, you know? Smart. Okay. So 6.5 is about 65% of the time he's H in those S's. H in those H's. H's. Yeah. Yeah. H's. All righty. Next rating. The sexy rating, Mario. What are you going to give oh, it? He's a, he's, he's a fine he's a fine man, dude. He looks he looks really good in this with the the mustaches on point. Uh he's mm. like he's Ron Burgundy, dude. And Ron Burgundy was a sex symbol, and I think I mm. think I think he's also a sex symbol in this film. Uh, so I'm gonna. Well, yeah, people are want to know if he takes sex pills. Yeah, and like so. we have that shot of him again. I'm gonna cut with Spider-Man of him signing autographs, a bunch of girls like all over him, and they mm. don't like over-sexualize him in this movie, but like it's there, and they 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 let you know that yeah, he's he's a big deal on the uh on the on the TV. So I think I'm gonna hit him with a nine point five. I think he's very sexy in this. Wow, I'm only gonna give this a five. Really. Yeah, he's very sexy, 
But the movie itself is not very sexy. Yeah, the movie's not sexy, but I think he is sexy. Have I shot too far? No, you go with what you feel. Like, I, I just didn't find literally anything else in the movie to be sexy. Like, there's that one secretary that walks by that acknowledges that they've, like, welcome home, honey, and you can... It's his money penny, you know what it I mean? It is like his you money can, penny. You can tell that he, he's fucked that secretary. Um, but, like, it's not a super sexy film. I did, f- you know I, I did think um, Catherine Ross was very beautiful. Oh, for sure. Yeah, she was, she was, she looked great, and um, but it it wasn't. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, but no, yeah, I don't know. I just thought I think I was just so in, so mesmerized by Connery in this movie that's like it's, mm. it's giving me that nine point five feeling. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'll I'll let you stick with it. I like I'm not like I was going to change it, but you know what I mean. I'll, I'll like, take it. Seven point two five is a good sexy rating. Yeah, and our average SH was 6.25. So, yeah, I'm going to give him a 5 for the sexy. All right. Just because I didn't find... Uh, he's sexy. He is sexy, but this film is not sexy. Mm. You know? It's just... It's 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 too dark. This film is too dark of a comedy... Of a dark comedy to, to be sexy. Mm. Okay. Musical score. What are you giving it? Oh, I love it, dude. Eight. Yeah. I'm going to go 8.5. Nice. Let's talk about this musical score. Oh, man, it's so fun. It's so energetic and of its time and, like, reminiscent of other films. Um, Mm. Yeah, I thought it was great. This movie's soundtrack reminded me of the soundtrack to Barbarella. Mm. Which it's just got, like, strings, but also 60s and 70s porn vibes. Yeah. Um, and then just all the weird American, overly American, big band brass music. Yeah, was I didn't love that, but it like fit the overall insane vibe of the movie. Yeah, interesting for the a, only thing. Uh, sorry, interesting for a movie that came on eighty two. You know, just it feels like mm-hmm. a seventies movie, except for those. Like they, those, if, I don't know if you could hear that over Zoom, but those beeps in the score, those were the worst parts of the score, mm, I agree. and that kept it from being a little bit higher for me. But other than that, this score slapped. I'd like to maybe try and find a vinyl of this score yeah. if, if it exists. Uh, so eight point two five is our average. All right. All right, film or Sean? Film. All right, Mario. What are you giving this film? Man. Whoever, fuck, fuck the fucking critics, man. This was such a fun film. It was fun. It was it was it was still dark, but like you know, it was good. That wasn't like dark as our last film. Uh, where, mm, oh where, yeah, I don't know if I could have handled. Oh yeah, like that. this was fun dark. Yeah, because like you have like just just <clears throat> Connery in like. One of his goofier characters. We've seen him goofy before, but this is like mm. a l- little more goofy. Um, but it's it, but he's serious in the role. Like yeah. He's, like the character is serious, but the situations are goofy. Yeah. To some extent. Yeah. yeah I mean, like just. But it's again, also really dark. Yeah. Again, that title sequence, him like in the field with the helmet on and like dodging, and he's like interviewing the like downed like <laughs> soldier. 
He's like, how'd you feel? You, know, you don't hear him talking, but like you see him put yeah. the mic in his face. Um, but yeah, all in all, I, again, this got me through my flight and made me want to fly further because I was just like enjoying this film so much. I think I'm going to give this film a solid nine. Oh, wow. I love this movie. Damn, and son. And another one that I want a poster for. Yeah, I want that poster that you showed me. That, that was a poster, really good one. And I like the, 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 the Wikipedia poster there. Yeah, a, I love the title. In a moment of World War Three. But first, a word from our sponsor. I just love that. And like, what a, the image is crazy. Him with his arms out, with the mic in his hand, and the, the nuke going off behind him. Like, what a, mm. a very Fallout feeling. It feels like Fallout, like mm. New Vegas or something. But Yes, it does. But I, yeah, I, I love it, man. Come have a spot in the vault. <laughs> his number would be 007. It would be. That would be his vault. His vault was 007. Vault 007. Oh, my Lord. Now, pay attention, 007. The radiation protection is here. <laughs> no labels. Use your Pip-Boy, 007. <laughs> I, I tried making Sean Connery in Fallout, because you can make some really good face sculpts in there. Like, people have made, like, real celebrities in it. I'm going to mm. try to make Connery in Fallout. Yeah, I've... Uh... I started a play last year around this time, and I had to reset my PlayStation recently because it like it, it had some glitch or something. I lost all my saves, but that's okay because I'm not emotionally attached to them. Mm. So I was thinking, actually, it might be time for a Skyrim replay. Do it, dude. It, it's always yeah. a good time to play Skyrim, especially mm. when I was I just got out of Starfield um, land, and that kind of made me want to play Skyrim. Same developer, so I was like, being in space is cool, but I kind of miss. I miss the, uh, I miss White Run, dude. I missed twelve years ago. Yeah, dude, White Run. Oh, Ayla. I wonder if Ayla still thinks oh about me. Oh my god! It in five days it'll be twelve years old. Wow, really? Yeah. Damn. Because I bought. Want to want to see something cool? I've probably shown you this, but. Here's my PS3 copy of Skyrim. Oh, man. Okay. I keep the receipt in here. Because. Look at the purchase date and time. Bro, 11-11-11-11-11. Yep, wow. the game came out on November 11th, 2011, and I purchased this copy at 11.11. On purpose, or like was that an accident? No, no, completely by accident. Wow. Yeah. I still, oh, it's an arm's, at arm's reach. I know we're in the middle of our ratings here, but I still have my original map of Skyrim. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've got it. I've got a copy yeah, of that, that in really there as well. thick. I gotta like frame it or something, because it's like, it's like, that, it's that mm-hmm. really cool paper. That like, oh, yeah. you know, it's got the texture to yeah. it. Yeah, mm. we're such dorks. I love it. Oh, I need to replay the game. It's so fun. Oh yeah, I'll play the PS4 version though for the smoother graphics. Oh yeah, it's good. We, we uh, have at least five copies in this house because <laughs> 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 of all the years it's came, it came out on the Switch. I got a PS PS3 originally, then PS4, then Switch. I got it on a PC, and then we got it again for the PS5. It's on PS5? Yeah. Remastered again? I don't think it's remastered. I got to double check. Oh. I remember I downloaded it a while ago. Might be. I don't know. 
Huh? I don't think so. I have the Game Boy version. It looks really... <laughs> It looks, but though it does really look good on the PS5, surprisingly. Hell yeah! So I believe it. Yeah, I but PC is the way to go yeah. because you can like mod it and like do it with different textures. And so, yeah. like uh, my favorite mod, I like the Goofy mods. There's one that's a Macho Man mod that makes all the dragons Macho Man. I've seen that. It's hilarious. Uh, mm. but yeah, tremendous. Skyrim. Is, the, is there an game. actual Goofy mod where you can mod Goofy into the game? I'm sure there is. Dude, you can mod mm. anything into these games these days. I'm trying to. I gotta get. Uh, there's already Star Wars mods for for Starfield, where you can turn like the police, the local police, into stormtroopers, and you can get, oh, you nice. give them like stormtrooper like voice lines, like used by AI. So it sounds like a stormtrooper says "move along," and they use AI to be like to, to talk about things in Starfield. It's just crazy. Whoa, technology! That's a fucking trip. It's, it, it's nuts, dude. So it's like the the perfect Star Wars game might be a few mods away. Oof. I always said AI is fine as long as we just need to get rid of money. Yeah, just make just make cool stuff, man. <laughs> but all right, let's get back into these these Sean ratings and yes, the that. Sean. Oh no, f- I got to do my film oh, rating. Oh, your film rating. I'm gonna give it an eight point five. I really liked this movie. Not mm. not a nine because it's flawed. There's some stuff I don't like about it. Kind of the editing is a little weird. Yeah, and like um, you know, it's, it's like a couple of yeah weird looking cuts at times, and effects. You know, some effects were mind blowing. Were great for its time. And then and then some of them were just explosions over paper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to look. Like, uh, so the budget, yeah, the budget was ten million bucks, and then the box office made about three million five hundred eighty-three thousand five hundred thirteen. That's very specific. I know, but yeah, I can see this not being a big success. <clears throat> yeah, but definitely uh, uh, one I want to rewatch. I might rewatch tomorrow. Like you know, I'm just like might just have it on while I'm like un- I still got to unpack my suitcase. I'll just probably pop it on while I'm unpacking. Yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna rewatch this again at some point. I, I think I might like to have a physical copy of this because everything shuffles off of streaming at some point. Yeah, so I want to keep it. As, but I, I was shocked it was on Prime. Mm, but I really, really liked this. I really had a good time with it. It wasn't perfect. But I'm gonna rewatch it again, and I really recommend it to other people to watch because it's just—it's a colorful film. Mm-hmm. Like, for lack of a better word, it's—it's it's colorful. You know, it's got a lot of flavors to it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you know, it's like it's a comedy. It's a dark as fuck spy film. Like, and there's not a lot of like sort of useless not useless but like it's not like gunfights that like last 20 minutes you know it's all like no. it's all like dialogue and like actions happen you know obviously of like uh so be like every few minutes of one of the bombers would be on a car and just do that slow motion spider-man flip and like explode into sparks mm. um but yeah it was just very uh very dialogue heavy <laughs> and yeah i enjoyed the hell out of it man just like him, yeah, the- him walking through New York and talking like documentary style it was just so good. Him walking down the street and like it, it was, it was the spiritual successor to a spiritual sequel, excuse me, to Edinburgh. It really is. If 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 we were to box th- uh, this movie with something, it'd be with with Edinburgh and goal probably. <laughs> no, oh no, I would put it with I w- it would be Edinburgh. Uh, wrong is right. 
the next man. And Cuba. Okay, that's good. Because Cuba is very similarly themed. Right? Like it's about political corruption and uh, a country that's becoming unstable. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I th- yeah, the next man is probably a good fit for it. Anyway, yeah, let's let's get on to our Sean rating. Let's, let's get it. Man. I don't know what 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 uh, wh- I, I what would you pair it with? Uh, probably the same. I don't know. I only thought about the first two movies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think goal would pair well with these. There's no soccer in... And you, you don't, you don't, I, mean, you, you I guess don't like see the pa- patriotism. You don't see Connery because mm. you need to see him. Because I like him walking around. Although there's another documentary on the list. So we'll see how that goes. The Bowler and the Bonnet. Who, oh, oh, oh. Guess what, bud? I saw one of our buds last night. Eric, who I brought up earlier. Eric Gary? He wants to... He, yes. He wants to uh, do... The he wants to be on the episode for the bowler and the bonnet. Oh, nice! Yes, uh, because he likes bowling, and I said it's about it's it's a reference to bowler hats. He's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, so I'm yeah, down for that. We could do a box set of all the documentaries: bowler and the bonnet, goal, Espana Campo de Golf, the Dream Factory, and Edinburgh. Hell yeah! And ever to excel, it would be a one. Two, three, four. It'd be a quite a, quite the box set. So. I'll take it. All right, let's go on to our film rating. All right, you go first for this one. No, it's, it's a Sean rating, not film rating. Oh, our Sean rating. Yes, I'm, I'm gonna sorry. have you go first on this one. You know, me go first. Okay, let me get to our Sean rating. There we go. Uh, I'm gonna give him a ten, Mario. Uh, and I have a little asterisk next to the ten that I gave him, and the asterisk next to the singing scene when he is singing in in the at his boss and he flips him off basically what that that moment locked it in i'm like oh connery is having a blast doing this movie he looks like he's having fun yeah and he wouldn't do the toupee removal at the end if he wasn't having a blast that with was movie. the funniest thing i've ever seen him do that was so funny <laughs> How about you, Mario? Um, Dylan, I think I'm going to agree with you. I th- oh, what? I think we're going for our, is this our fifth or sixth ten? How many tens have we had? Uh, we have had quite a few ten Conneries. Let me tell you, and I will, let me just organize this sheet here. Um, average Sean rating. Data sort range. All right. Films where we have Connery as a 10. At a 10, excuse me. Uh, Murder on the Orange Express. The First Great Train Robbery. Wrong is Right. Memories of Me. The Rock. Playing by Heart. Finding Forrester. Last Crusade. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight tens, dude. And I think we said that in a past episode. We're like, we'd we'd have at least two more tens. I think we said. I don't know if we said for films for Sean's. Um, but damn, man, 
That's what, that's what, you think we've got two more 10 performances out of them? What do you think? I think we have at least... Could we have... I got the wheel open right now. I'd say definitely Red October. Yeah, that's a potential for a 10 right there. Because I've seen that, and he's a 10 in that. I know that. Yeah, so I think at least... At least two. Let me look at this list here. Maybe Entrapment? Yeah, we have we have 35 films left. I think at least three are going to be 10s of the mm. 35 we have left. Okay. It's got to be. Hmm. Well, let's do our... I'll uh, give the averages that we've got. Our average SH rating is 6.25. Our average sexy rating is 7.25. Our average musical score rating is 8.25. Our average film rating is 8.75. And our average Sean rating is a solid 10. Hell yes. That means we liked this film a lot, Mario. I think we liked it a whole lot, man. I enjoyed it. Again, I think I'm going to watch tomorrow, man. I want like, I want to show other people this movie so bad. I want to like get a DVD copy and like pass it around to people. Like, watch this. Watch this, please. Mm. Um, it's a very good film. Connery, curious listeners out there, go watch this film if you haven't. It's a, it's a fun time. It's a fun time. Uh, but with that being said, unfortunately, we have to say goodbye to Wrong is Right. Wait a second. Ooh. I got one more thing before we go. Before we leave Wrong is Right. I added another column to our Connery Curious spreadsheet here. Can you see it? Uh, it's called... The Total Sean. Total Sean. Now, what this column does is it takes all the numbers that we just inputted. Ooh. And it takes... It takes... Oh, not all of them. I'm sorry. It takes the average from each one. The average SH, the average sexy, average musical score, film, and Sean rating. And then it gets the averages of those. So, our average Sean... The Total Sean for this film... Is an eight point one. Yeah, it's a pretty high film in our estimation. All right. And also, we were talking about Outland earlier. This is the film he did right after Outland. Oh. So. Two two yeah. very fun movies in a row. Indeed. So the total Sean for this movie is an eight point one. I'll take it, man. I will take it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And you know what? Hold on. I'm gonna. Uh, let's let's organize this um, let's organize this spreadsheet by the total Sean so we can see at the moment what our highest rated film is just based on all of the rankings that we have. It's the Last Crusade. Oh yeah! What a shock! What a shock! At, with a nine point two. That's oh man, so good. It also helps that we had we had two guests on that episode. Yeah, it skews those uh, averages just a little bit up. Now it doesn't. It only takes account the average column, not all the right, individual right. ones. So, but anyway, excellent. Man. Okay, so now I think we can move on. All right, so guys, we got to say goodbye to Wrong Is Right because we got to watch another movie, man. We got to go yes, to wheelofnames.com to spin the beautiful wheel of curiosities which is getting smaller and smaller each week i'm looking at it right now and i can like see the words so clearly now it's getting scary Mm. so what yeah it's we're we're whittling this thing down what are you hoping for um 
I think I th- I, th- I think I'm I'm leaning towards Darby O'Gill because I I'm very Connery curious about that movie. It's his only Disney okay. movie, and yes, uh, and I wouldn't mind a Bond. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind. What, what bond do you want to go? I for? think I want to tackle our Thunderball and Never Say Never Again back to back episodes. Me too. That that would be really fun. So that could be a, that could be a fun one to do, and maybe maybe diamonds. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, and then of course I don't I don't really want a. Those are the only ones we have left, right? Yeah, those three. Yeah, because we get Doctor No from Russia with Love. You only live twice. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Yeah. Yeah, those are the, yeah. That's when I got three okay. three left. Well, two and a half. You count never seen ever again as a Bond movie. Um, I want Time Bandits ooh. because of who we've locked in as the guest for Time Bandits. Oh yeah, because that's going to be a super fun episode. Mm. Um, did we say this already? We should take Sir Billy off of the wheel. Did we say that? Because we're gonna we're gonna do it last. Is it out? Of, oh yeah, it's still in there. Yeah, take it off. Yeah, let's take that off because just we'll do it last. Yeah, it's, it's, we've, as we've said before, yeah, it's confirmed. We're doing that that last now. Okay, are you spinning? Is it your turn to spin? Is it my turn to spin? I don't remember. Hmm. Do you want to like flip for it? I'm down for that. You get a coin. Um, yes. Hmm. You have a coin. I got to send the Pirates of the Caribbean ride into the balloon. Ooh, a doubloon. So, a doubloon. All right, so. I don't know why I said it like that. All right, do you want the Pirates of the Caribbean logo, or do you want the, the, the skull pirate at the helm? Uh, I'll take the pirate at the helm. Okay, I'll get the Pirates of the Caribbean I logo. I like that. That's a, unique, that's a unique image. Yeah, I grabbed that, and I was like, that looks so cool. There's a bunch of cool ones over there. All right. The Zoom, zoom has um, focused on the coin, and now you're entirely blurry. <laughs> Pull your face up to the screen. There it is. There you go. Okay, boom. Damn that (laughs) auto-zoom. All right. That's funny. Because too many lights and shit in here. The camera doesn't know what to look at. Okay, so, all right. right. I'll take take steering pirate. All right, and I'll take the logo um, with the skull and crossbones. All right, ready? And... Oh, you win, my friend. Are you... Oh, oh, Okay. Well, you know what? I'm gonna sacrifice my win and let you spin. Oh my god! <laughs> How very kind of you. I'll take it. Hell yeah, I brother! Will... Share your screen. All with right, me. let's put it up here. Let's get the wheel. <laughs> Can you see the wheel? <laughs> I was one night. I just one night. I uh, when I didn't have my car, I needed a ride to the pharmacy, and it was late at night. But the pharmacy was still open, and my brother drove me, <laughs> and <laughs> I literally only got the medicine that I needed, and I get to the counter, <laughs> and my brain just formulates, wouldn't, wouldn't it be funny? If, he's like, you want a bag? And I said, no. I'm like, but what if, wouldn't it be funny? If, you want a bag? And I said, yes. And I make him put this one item in the plastic <laughs> bag, and then as I'm leaving, I take it out of the plastic bag and throw it in the trash right in front of him. <laughs> Uh, I'll do I'll do you one better. Uh okay, so this actually happened when the friggin' Nerds crew came down to Rhode Island. Uh one night. Uh it was actually it was after yeah, it was after the cookout, because you were there. Um we were driving back and um 
<laughs> Lee's gonna kill me for telling the story in a podcast, but who cares? She doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> so we're like heading back. We love you, Ali. Uh, Ali, we love you. I love you, Lee. I, I couldn't decide. I'm like, I, like you call her Lee, but I was like about to say Alicia, and then I'm like, no, he calls her Lee, so I just cut it off right here. Ali, Ali, Ali. Prince Ali. Um, so Muhammad Ali. <laughs> so we're heading back. Me and Mike were in my car, and um, Britt, Mike's wife, called and said, "Can you guys bring back a jar of jalapeno peppers?" And we were like, "Sure." And then Lee is in the background saying, oh, yeah, and bring along some golden tickets. And Mike said, what's golden <laughs> tickets mean? And I was like, it means condoms. condoms. And he's like, oh. And so obviously Stop and Shop is really, we, I, I, for some reason we didn't buy my Stop and Shop. We went to Walgreens. Um, so... I, I'm 32 years old, and I still get embarrassed buying just condoms <laughs> at a store. So I... That's the whole reason I had the vasectomy. Yeah, yeah, you're like, I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to buy... I'm so, so embarrassing. <laughs> so... I'll buy t- tampons before I buy condoms. So I, so I, buy, I buy the pack, and then... Uh, kids, also, a vasectomy is not... You should use condoms. No, yes, please, sorry. please do. Um, Practice safe sex. So... <laughs> So I grab, I grab, so I grab the rubbers, and I said, "I can't, I can't just go with this." Like, there's like one woman there. The store is empty. I'm, I'm having a panic attack. So I bought. You gotta buy bananas. So I bought, I bought uh, like two Monster Energy drinks, and like a thing of like Cheez Its, and then I saw like a mug that said Narragansett. We were staying in Narragansett, and I bought a coffee mug that said Narragansett. And I had a shark on it, <laughs> and I got it from Mike. And so now every time he drinks out of he thinks of like this is the the mug you gave me because you want to avoid buying condoms at a CVS. <laughs> Which I it was just funny because we're at the house and he showed me the mug he was drinking out of it one morning. He's like, "Remember this mug?" I'm like, "Oh, too well." We call it the fuck mug. It's the fuck mug. <laughs> the gold. Now see, I'm the opposite. I'll buy. I'll go to the store and I get the biggest box of condoms that there is. And then I go to the self-checkout, and I loudly announce, I'm buying condoms <laughs> so I can have sex. <laughs> and then as, as I'm leaving, I make sure that I, you know, you, you see the little, the, the salesperson or the, the cashier or whatever that, that is like at the end of the self-checkout section, making sure everything goes right. And I go, give me a high five. I'm about to go have sex. <laughs> And I make them feel real uncomfortable. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways. So yeah, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable buying condoms. <laughs> Congratulations! Anyway. I'm glad you are. I'll send you in <laughs> next time for me. <laughs> you got it, dude. Oh man. Anyways, should we spin this wheel of curiosities? <laughs> Let's spin the wheel of curiosities. All right, guys. Did you give it a shuffle? I'm gonna shuffle it right now. You tell me when to stop. Okay. <clears throat> Shuffly, duffly, duffly, duff. Hillary Duff gives a shuff. Hey! Stop. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. All right. It's time. It's time. To spin. The wheel of curiosity. Shuff. 
Ransom. Whoa, Ransom. Hey, guess what? Guess what? What? Uh, let me find the film. Oh, buddy, I got news for you. Let me share my screen. We were so close to, to Marnie. We're going to watch Ransom next week, and look who we're going to watch it with. No way! Looks like we're going to be calling up Chris at British Bond Addict. Oh, man, our, our, our first returning guest. Oh, boy. We'll have to call him and wish him well. He's been, he's been off on adventures. I just talked to him recently because he went to the Bond Museum that I went to, and I was like, how'd you enjoy it? He seemed to have a good time there. So, hell yeah, man. Mario, do you realize it was six months ago that we did that episode? Really? Because it was episode number 17, and this will be episode number 41. Wow. Yeah. 25 weeks. Well, I, I know that's 24, but we had the the bonus, the mini episode released last week um, of the uh, rating, rankings recap, ratings recap, excuse me. Um, so it'll be 25 weeks since we last saw Chris. Let's go, man. I'm excited. Hell yeah. That's going right. to be awesome. All right. So, guys, we will return with Sean Connery. Let's see where we can Ed find it. Chris from British Bond Attic next week. That's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait. Uh, we are looking up where we can find this movie. Ransom with Sean Connery is not available anywhere. Okay. Well, we're going to have to buy a copy of it. Yeah, it's only 90 minutes, damn. Really? Yeah. And we got another Bond-esque poster of him in a circle with a gun pointing it out of the circle. Yeah, look at that. I thought it was like a lightsaber huh. on the other hand, but it's a phone. Hmm. <laughs> Sean Connery with a lightsaber. All righty. Well, Heck yeah, man. And this has an alternate title, I believe. Um, what's the alternate title for this? Not Zardoz. <laughs> Zardoz. God, I want to watch Zardoz again. The Terrorists. Oh, wow. That's what's... Wow, Mario. We go from one film about terrorists to another film about Jeez. terrorists. Jeez. Literally called The Terrorists. Oh, my god. Wow. What is the wheel doing to us here? It's messing with us, man. That is crazy. All right. Well, Connor, Curious listeners, uh, hit up your local libraries. Um, eBay's your Amazon's. Yeah, check and, your like. Uh, yeah, even like your old like video stores. Like when we're in Nashville, yeah. we found we found a really cool. I forgot the name of the store was, but it was like a giant like almost like a warehouse, and they were selling like guitars, guitar pedals, video games, movies, vinyls, wow. um, comic books, and uh, I actually regret I didn't get it. Um, I found a, I saw on a high shelf, a sealed VHS of Live and Let Die. And I was oh, like, whoa. And I was it like, was sealed? Yeah. And I, yeah. And I was like, what do I need that for? I was like looking at it. I'm like, do I need to pay 20 bucks for this? Do I need no. it? No. Uh, it was just cool, cool to You'll see. You'll never watch it. What are you going to do? Sell it for $22? Yeah. Like put, it on, put, put it on my bond shelf. It's like not going to do anything. But like, yeah, yeah. It's, it, but it's always cool to go to those stores and like, you might find some some films you uh, you might uh, not find anywhere else. So uh, mm. check those out as well. But all right, yeah, man. And uh, Chris, I remember Chris saying that even he had a tough time finding it and like ordering it. 
it was even tough for him living in in the UK. So oh man, so it sounds like he needs to bring his copy right, over to Rhode he's Island. He's not living. He's not living in the UK now. Correction, oh, yeah. Chris. <laughs> we know you're in America, but I remember you saying that in in the UK it was hard for you to get a copy of it. I remember you saying that. <laughs> I'm not dumb. Maybe I am dumb. You you tell me when you come on next week. Oh, <laughs> uh, so stay tuned, folks. We'll find out if Dylan is dumb next week. Well, we know Dylan's dumb. <laughs> we'll confirm it with Chris from British Bond Attic. I'm excited to see Chris, him, man. Chris, am I dumb? <laughs> That'll yes, the- Dylan, you are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. What, That's my impression of you, Chris. Uh, I wonder what he'll wear. He, he he's always very spiffy when he so dapper like that. that gentleman. So okay, I'm I'm, exci- I'm excited to see his outfit he chooses, and uh, it's gonna be a lot of oh, fun. Hold on, hold on. I've I've got my impression of him down. Any here we go. Hello, I'm Chris from <laughs> British Bond Addict. <laughs> Look at my giant picture of Rajamore in my kitchen. Yes, it's me, Chris. <laughs> Chris. 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 <laughs> Anywho, does have a big picture of Roger Moore in his kitchen. I love that picture. I want me one. Me too. Uh, uh, Chris, well, we're looking forward to having you back. I, just, I know it sounds like we're making fun of you, but that's because we love you. Yeah, <laughs> so. we only we only make fun of people that we love. Yeah, Mar- Mario and I pick pick on each other all the time. So. Exactly. Uh, but until then, man, we cannot wait to see Chris uh, from British Bond Addict. If you guys haven't checked him out already, he's on Instagram. He's a good friend of ours, friend of the show. Uh, he'll be with Always us next week. Dapper. Looking dapper. Uh, we'll be joining us to watch Ransom with Sean Connery. We cannot wait for that episode. But until then, I've been Mario Lima. And I've been Dylan Titus. And as always, folks, stay curious. <laughs> You've been listening to Connery Curious, a Titus Compositions and Frigginers Media Podcast. Follow us on social media for updates, memes, and clips. Find us on Twitter at CuriousPod007 and on Instagram at Connery Curious. You can also visit Titus Compositions at Titus Compositions to hear other podcasts and original music, watch music videos, or even pick up a great vinyl record. For more discussion and content about your favorite films, comics, games, and network for all things nerdy, visit Friggin' Nerds Media on Twitter, at Friggin' Nerds. You can rate, review, and share the podcast in-app, which helps us grow the show and reach the other curious conneries out there. Thanks for spending time with us, and have a great day, but also, remember, stay curious. Tonight, our special report comes to you from the Happy Farm, the latest craze sweeping New York. Here for a price, you can safely work out your fantasies of violence. Here you can murder your father or your mother, or even both, which is easily the most popular crime on the program. And how are you going to kill your folks, miss? Poison. I uh, can't stand blood. Why do you hate them? Oh, I, I don't. It's... It's just like they're, you know, useless. Don't you feel guilty? I'd rather live with the guilt than with my parents. What if they're watching this broadcast? God, I hope so.